The scene is familiar. Someone you love is living in a way that is unstable, so you attempt to correct them with instructions that seem logical to you. The conversation ends in painful frustration. What went wrong? You tried to reprove a scorner. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. A scorner is someone who makes a mock of sin and the judgments and threatenings of God against sinners. So in other words, they're mocking the Bible, they're mocking Christianity, and they've arrived at the conclusion that none of these things have any value, so they're going to create their own value system. Lectures really backfire in a case like this because the Bible has already told us that we're not to reprove a scorner. The biblical guideline for reproving a scorner can be summed up really in one word, don't. There's drama ahead if we try to instruct someone who lives by the motto, don't tell me what to do. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. That's what it tells us in Proverbs chapter 9, verses 7 through 8. When we think of people we love, we can't abide thinking of them as wicked. It's hard, isn't it? But we can be wicked. Anyone can be wicked simply by turning away from God. And anyone can become a scorner. I'm telling you, if you've had enough bad experiences and you decide that you're going to carry them around like old baggage, it's very easy to slip into bitterness. And it is generally that short walk from bitterness to scorner. Unresolved conflicts lead to these kind of problems. Now, God is clear here. He doesn't want us to attempt to instruct a person who is rejecting him and the principles of his word. We are out of line, and our attempts often do more damage than any good. Something went wrong in the scorner's life, leaving a collection of unresolved conflicts. If we insist on giving lectures, we'll simply add the blot to our own record and we'll be seen as insensitive. We consider it to be instruction, but it comes across as insensitivity. Let's look at three more verses that really instruct us in this area. Let's look first at Proverbs 13.1. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. So number one, the scorner has a problem with hearing. So then you're talking, but they're not hearing you. They may even be looking at you and maybe even trying to be respectful or a bit courteous, but they're going to walk out the door and do what they want to do. And this is a troubled person we're talking about here because it is a problematic life to live apart from God when you know better. When we know the truth and try to live the opposite, it's extremely difficult. It's supposed to be. The way of transgressors is hard by design. So you're going to need to understand that, especially if this is a young adult child, this is a case where you want to be careful not to talk too much. In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise, it says in Proverbs 10.19. Why do we violate that verse? It just brings trouble when we violate it. 
So remember that the less that you say, especially to a scorner, someone who's living in a wicked way, the less that you say and the more that you pray, the better. Make that your motto. Let's look at a second verse here that's going to help us on this issue. And it's Proverbs 14, 6. And it says this, A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Now, do you see what we have here? We have a person who even is still in search of wisdom, but they've abandoned God's wisdom. So they're going to look elsewhere, but they're not going to find it because apart from the Lord and apart from the fear of the Lord, we don't even have the beginning of wisdom. Please be compassionate in situations like this. If you've never gone astray in your life, you'll have a hard time understanding someone who's gone off course. If you've lived this really by-the-book life and the worst thing you ever did was maybe cheat on a math test or something like that, you cannot comprehend someone being trapped in sexual sin or drugs or substance abuse or other kinds of immorality. You can't even comprehend it. You're going to need to beg God to give you compassion and give you eyes to really see. Be very, very careful with your thinking here and understand that the scorner is actually seeking wisdom that they're going to agree with. But knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth, that verse says. When a person comes out of that ditch and goes back to the Lord, that's when they regain their good sense, I guess we could say, and the knowledge of the holy then is understanding for them. But until they get their relationship back with God, there's a struggle and there's a lack of wisdom. And we need to be very, very careful not to become brutal or harsh or hypercritical with someone who clearly is not seeing the whole picture. This is like a blindness. In fact, one of your really good prayer requests, you could pray for someone who is walking in the life of a scorner in the shoes of a scorner is this, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Pray that from Psalm 119. Pray that the person's eyes will be opened so that they can again come to that place where they behold God's word. It's like the story of Saul when he became Paul, and he had that period of time where God gave him blindness. And when he was able to see again, I think it's so amazing that the scripture says that the scales fell from his eyes. He literally could not see until the Lord had cleared his vision again. Trust God with the life of the person that's walking in this scorner route. Let's look at a third verse in Proverbs 15, 12 about the scorner. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. When someone in your life has turned away from God, I know that you've seen this troubling behavior before that they also give up on church. Generally speaking, it's not very long after they've made a series of wrong choices that they decide, okay, church is out, I'm cutting it out. So when you have a scorner and they don't want to be corrected, they also don't want to be told, go get some counseling. Neither will they go unto the wise, the scripture says. So pushing and cajoling and begging and pleading and constantly bringing it up just drives a wedge between you and that person. You don't want to come across like that. It's not a good reflection on Christ. And it doesn't look like we trust God very much when we get extremely fretful over someone else's behavior. 
Never sacrifice the relationship on the altar of winning an argument. It is better to wait until a struggling person returns to the wisdom of the Lord, and this takes time. The deeper the problems, the greater the miracles. Patience is a requirement when you're dealing with a scorner. Have we been unsympathetic to the struggles of someone who is already in fragile condition spiritually? If you can say yes to that question, apologize and don't repeat the same mistake. We really have to get straight on our motives here. Why are we really concerned about the behavior of a scorner? Is it because we're embarrassed by them? Is it because we feel like they're ruining the family name? Is it because there's some connection to us and we we feel like it makes us look bad? Motives always matter, and we need to examine our own motives again and again. Keep the motives pure. The goal is either salvation of a lost person or restoration of a person who has turned away from Christ. In the case of someone who's already struggling spiritually, the last thing they need is someone worried about their own reputation. We've got a loved one here, and their life is in the balance, and we need to be focused on how we can be godly and Christ-like and not be repellent. The scorner needs people to still love them. While we're waiting for that scorner to come to their senses, we need to live like Christ, walk like him, talk like him, and pray like him. Have you ever prayed an hour? When Jesus came to the disciples in the garden and he saw them sleeping, he said, what, could you not pray with me for an hour? It's so significant that he mentioned a time frame because I think what Jesus was trying to teach us is that we really need to spend some time in prayer, especially when matters are serious. This is a serious thing when you've got a loved one whose life is completely out of order. This requires so much more prayer than just a quick, you know, flare prayer that we throw up in the air and then carry on in frustration. Please spend more time in prayer. Try this. Take your cell phone alarm or your cell phone timer and set it for 10 minutes. Get on your knees in front of your favorite chair. Take your Bible there. Lay it down in front of you. Lay your face down. And pray, pray and just lay your face down on that chair and pray for this loved one that's trapped in the life of a scorner. Cry out, let tears soak the cushion on the chair. I mean, just really give this to the Lord. While we're prayerfully waiting for the scorner to recover, there are others who would love to have a mentor guide them as they learn to navigate the Christian life. Is there someone else you can help? Shift your focus to mentoring a willing learner. Have you been arguing and debating with a scorner? You can't change a person's mind by quarreling with them, even if they're your own family. Change your approach from argumentative to patiently prayerful and look for opportunities to show Christ-like love. A scorner has enough pain, but never too much prayer and love. God can heal the heart of a scorner in due season. Do you want to help? Stop lecturing and take your observations and your concerns to the Lord in prayer. Nothing is too hard for God. Here's our reminder in closing. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, 
and he will increase in learning. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. I See You is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.